You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me, Pat, and guest Darnell Mayberry is going to break down what's going on with the Chicago Bulls, ask how much longer can they realistically delay a rebuild, and what is DeMar DeRozan's future with the team? We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central, both podcasts and YouTube pages. And we are joined by Darnell Mayberry uh, from The Athletic. What's going on, guy? Glad to have you in the building. Appreciate y'all having me. Of course, anytime, of course. Anytime, anytime. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. So, fellas, we're going to jump into the first topic about kind of after all this trade news and the Bulls playing everything. Uh, what's next for the Chicago Bulls, realistically, as far as like trade being soon? Anything to change with the roster? Anything to change with kind of the, the just how the team is performing? And because we do have a guest in the building. We're going to turn it over to our guest, Darnell, first, man. How you? What, what do you feel is next for the Chicago Bulls in this season, man? More bad basketball. <laughs> <laughs> like, 33-point um, halves. 33-point half, dog. Missing That's a crazy. bunch of three-pointers. Um, yeah. You know, before they make major moves, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And yeah. you're going to have some good nights where DeRozan and Levine go off. You know, Kobe White gets hot. Vooch has a hot hand, something like that. Caruso does what he does. But, you know, this team is is probably not even mediocre. I mean, it's probably a below-average team at this point, and, you know, it's safe to say. <clears throat> and so until December 15th comes around, until January and the trade deadline comes, we're probably not going to see a major move just because all oh, these teams don't have a lot of flexibility uh, to make those deals right now. So, with Zach's contract being what it is, that could take some time. And yeah. the Bulls aren't going to do anything that is just best for Zach. Uh, I do believe AK has sense enough to do what's best for the organization and not just placate Zach. So I think it's going to take some time. And in the meantime, think we're gonna see some some pretty uh average basketball or below average basketball yeah that's that's for sure we've already been seeing it when when you like heard about the like the zach levine the trade and whether it was requests or not whatever's going on did that kind of catch you off guard at all or do you think that that kind of with the way that the team has gone basically since lonzo's been down and the disappointments was that kind of a, a expected transition that we would have gotten to this point at some, at, at some point in time like levine said after the game against the magic and he his name has been in this for three years now. I mean, yeah. he's experienced this for three years. It's just another Wednesday uh, for him. But the difference for me and, and others around the team is that he's not denying it now. I mean, he's coming out and saying, it's not working. I'm frustrated. We got to explore some options. And he said yeah. it, I think it was, uh, <clears throat> I think early in, in the season at Detroit, the loss at Detroit, where he said they got, I think, lost by 16, 18 points and said if they keep, doing the same thing, changes are going to come. And yeah. so he's known this for a while. I think the difference uh, in the level of uh, so severity is that 
he's now acknowledging it and, and upfront and open about it. Now, Darnell, as far as the team aspect goes, we heard yesterday that uh, a lot of people around the team have had questions about Zach Levine's accountability and him as a leader, different things like that. I've been hearing for over a year that Michael Reinsdorf has never been greatly enamored with Zach Levine, but was willing to go down this experiment because AK believed in him. Does it feel like now that we're kind of seeing some of the dirty laundry come out with all the behind the scenes stuff uh, and all these reports that are getting dropped now that this relationship is over? Or does it seem like there is still a chance where if the Bulls make different moves or if they start to hit a stride, figure something out, Zach Levine could still be in a Bulls jersey past this season? Yeah, there is no magic bullet. And that's the thing. I mean, there is no Damian Lillard trade to be had. There's no yeah. James Harden trade to be and. Look yes. how those guys are working out Ugh. so far. You know what yes. I mean? so, we don't want the James Harden trade. <laughs> so, you know, it, I mean, what could the Bulls possibly do at this point to fix this situation? And to be real, a big part of it is on Zach. He's yeah. the one constant who's been here for the past seven seasons or six seasons, now seven. <clears throat> He's a big reason why the Bulls are 1 in 50, 150 and 211. Uh, yeah. Over that time in games that he's he's played, like all of those little things, and I think uh, it was Joe Cowley from the Chicago Sun Times who asked Billy Donovan a great question before the game, that first game against the Magic Wednesday night. Uh, does Billy take offense to Zach even requesting this trade? I mean, they've done a mm. lot to surround him with players, complimentary players. They put the ball in his hands. They let him be the man, uh, and the accountability has been lacking. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, some of the defensive issues a lot since Zach has been here. Some of the focus issues, decision-making problems, those things haven't gone away. And, you know, when Zach <clears throat> hits good big shots like he did against the Magic in the in the end, it looks good. But what about all of the other mistakes yep. and miscues that he's making giving up buckets? And so he's got to take some responsibility for what the Bulls haven't been able to do in his tenure here in Chicago. So just to be clear, too, this is Zach Levine went to the front office and requested a trade. That's what you're hearing. This is not a both sides kind of came together and were like, OK, we might be done here. No, I mean, I think it's going mostly through his his camp, his agency uh, clutch <laughs> and those guys having conversations with the Bulls front office saying, yeah. look, four and eight now, um, you know, hasn't worked, didn't work last year. Uh, second half of two seasons ago went off the rails. What are we doing? And so I think all sides are frustrated and know that it's just no longer sustainable. Mm. When you when you like from what you're hearing or, or the vibe that you get from the team, is this something that AK uh, was prepared for? Do you think like the front office themselves are kind of caught off guard by this, or do you think that this is uh, they have a contingency plan to kind of a a, a, a route to where they want to go um, now that this this request and, and, and the, the trade thoughts are out there? I've been told by members of the front office that they have a contingency plan. I'll believe it when I see it because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, it would seem to most of us as observers that this is something that could have been initiated at least at the trade deadline last year, yeah. if not well before that. So uh, to, to say that it is some sort of a surprise especially when they knew uh, coming out of last season and into this season that the team had chemistry problems. They came out and admitted that the, team, yeah. the players weren't uh, very close. They weren't bonding. 
and, and this just seemed like the writing was on the wall for so many of us on the outside looking in. They should have known this uh, and, and gotten ahead of it. And now, you know, it seems like <clears throat> everyone knows uh, Zach Levine wants out. And so how much is that going to hurt you in the trade market? Yeah, and, and you can tell that it's just affecting the play of the team yeah. as a whole at this point. Those turnovers against the Magic Wednesday night, I mean, yeah. they look just sloppy. It didn't look like a professional team. I, I had I had real concern. I said either something's imminent or something happened with DeMar that we just don't know about. Like, I literally was like, I hope that everything's okay. Because they looked like they just didn't want to play basketball that day. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> it was <laughs> It was not good. Against the Magic, too, who were missing Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't even the full Magic team. So you getting out hustled by Anthony Black out there, you know, like on your home floor. That's that's when I feel like changes have to be coming to the Bulls. I mean, there's a lot of people around the team who feel like changes aren't going to happen in terms of Billy Donovan being fired or something like that. Drastic. AK, you know, people are calling for his job already somehow. But um, you know, those things I think are drastic moves that will not happen this season unless first halves like Wednesday night continue to happen. And I can't see how you can continue to keep Billy Donovan in, in, in that head coaching chair. Yeah. From, from any, if, if you like have any kind of finger on the pulse of this, like what, what's, how does, how's ownership, how the Reinsdorf's view in this current situation with the team right now? I'm starting to see some empty seats, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to see some empty seats in the UC. So uh, if that happens, I think they're going to have their full attention. But um, I think that's probably why they want to continue to to try to be competitive, yeah. not just blow it up. I mean, they know as long as they can uh, say, you know, we're right there, people will show up. And if people stop showing up, there's a problem. I couldn't have said it any better myself. And next up, we're going to talk about that uh, that chance of going into a, a rebuild or how much how much longer they can keep avoiding it. But before we get into that, we got to get into a couple of our sponsors. First off, I do want to remind you guys that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot. It's natural to feel some sadness and anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and give your the tools to manage everything going on. Uh, if, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. Hey, with that said, I also got to get into another one of our sponsors here, and that is also Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about where you're buying your tickets from on for your next event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals and all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show you the total up front so you don't have to uh, worry if you're getting a great deal with hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two snaps. 
Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Darnell. What'd you say? I said, look at that. Hayes can spell. Listen, just a little bit from time to time. You know, I I do a little something, something. Uh, But with that said, um, rebuild. It's kind of on the the tip of, like, all the thoughts for Bulls fans for the last couple of years. They've been saying, like, blow it up. When are we going to blow it up? A blow up is necessary. Me and Pat have kind of been here on Locked on Bulls that whole time saying that we don't really think that a blow it all up scenario is is likely. But I want to throw it to you, uh, Darnell. How, do you think the Bulls can realistically keep avoiding going into a rebuild, or do you think inevitably they're going to have to go into that? Well, let me ask you guys this. Let's play a little game here. Okay. Uh-oh. Of the current roster, right, mm-hmm. how many players would you keep? If you, if you had control of the franchise tomorrow and they said it's on you, you could do whatever you want, how many of these current players would you keep? Three. Kobe, Caruso, and Booch. I'm going Kobe. I'll, I'll say four: Kobe, Caruso, Vooch, and I'm going to say Julian Phillips too, just because. Oh we yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, that's why. Okay, so so I have been saying two. Okay. And I'm I'm with you, Kobe, Caruso, and I'm excluding Julian Phillips. He's yeah, a rookie. rookie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I might throw Io in there. Yeah, he's definitely shows. I, shows I might throw Io in there. Yeah. Outside of that. How many of these guys do you actually, you know, you say I'm going to move forward with? Yeah, yeah. So that tells me that this roster is just poorly constructed and you don't have the pieces to even think about, like, blowing it up and and retooling around what you have in place. Mm -hmm. Like, they have a hard time to even – because they don't have the assets – And because they don't have the draft capital, because they don't have the young talent in place already, I don't think many of us are still banking on Pat Williams becoming, you know, uh, what, baby Kawhi? At this point, point, if he become Otto Porter Jr. in his time here, we did something good. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like. And I feel bad for Pat, man. I, I believe he has talent. I believe he's got all the tools. And he's a great, great young man. You know what I mean? Great guy. Um, very respectful, very professional. Um, you know, I don't know why he is struggling so much uh, to take the reins and, and just take control and be more of a dominant player. But mm. um, I don't think the Bulls can continue to bank on him. If they can get him back on a cheap deal as a restricted free agent next summer, great. You know, I think I think he still has a ton of potential. But I'm not sure he's going to be able to tap into that here in Chicago. Yeah, People are always going to look at him as the fourth overall pick. They're always going to expect him to go average a double-double, whether it's, you know, 15 and 10 or 20 and 10. Uh, and he's just not that that player. He's a, a mm-hmm. nice 3 and D uh, prospect who can give you capable defense and and, and some three-point shooting from, you know, catch. Yeah. But <clears throat> outside of that, you're not building around Dalen Terry. Julian Phillips is athletic and, you know, raw, but you know, it's a long way to go. Uh, Io, I love what I'm seeing from him in his third season. Kobe's the only other guy that I would put in that category. So, yeah. 
Uh, and Caruso, I just think he's a culture guy and a, and a, and a winner. So mm-hmm. I would want him around my organization. Um, but the Bulls have to figure out what they want to do. They ha- keep talking about they want to be competitive. They don't want to rebuild. They want to win now, always. But that's that's hard to do. Like, you don't just win every season. At some point, you have yeah. to take a step back. And I think they're learning that the hard way. I really do. I think they're seeing that they've tried to win now and uh, develop guys at the same time. That doesn't work. They're not winning. They're not developing. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, they're going to have to hit the reset button. I think the interesting thing, too, is just that, right, AK really doesn't come from the rebuild mindset with what they did in Denver. They kind of just like, hey, we're going to be all right for a long time. And then, like, we're going to get good out of nowhere when we find the right piece. So it almost feels like he's trying to do that here. The one thing that I think leads to that and does scare me in this situation is I feel like everyone's mindset with the whole blow it up and rebuilding thing is that they're going to trade Zach Levine. They're going to get young pieces back. They're going to get trade assets. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them call up Miami and say, you sent us Tyler Hero and and something to make the money work. And we'll send you Zach Levine. And this is the piece that helps Jimmy Butler go finally win that championship for you. And Pat Riley's already missed out, right? Like you bring back a Tyler hero. He's too good of a player for you to bottom out. I think the bulls will try to get a deal like that done where they get back pieces that still help them be competitive. And I don't know what that does for you in the long run. I mean, Tyler Hero's 23. So that'd be nice if that's the deal that ends up working out. But for the most part, right? Like you're not going to get back that kind of package for a Zach Levine trade. And I feel like that's what the Bulls are looking for, something to keep them, like you said, competitive in the East. I mean, it, it, it's... <laughs> I would like to see a rebuild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just personally, because, you know, I've seen the treadmill of mediocrity. It doesn't work. Um, drafting 15, 16, you know, whatever. That, like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. And yeah. you need star players. Um, and you need... Uh, obviously health, you need um, players to buy in. And I don't think the Bulls have much of any of that right now. Yeah. So they they need a lot of help. Um, if they can get a package like Tyler Hero, I would love it. I saw something that really favored the Bulls the other day, like <laughs> Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, and a first or something like that. It was ridiculous. But, but those are the types of packages that I think the Bulls could be looking at. Uh, yeah. uh, even the, like someone said something about, uh, the package that Philly got for Harden, where there's some veteran wings that you could continue to chase this uh, postseason berth this season with DeMar, with Vooch, with Caruso, uh, if you trade Zach and get some some complimentary pieces in place. And maybe you retool that way. They got options. How, how confident are you in Arturis Gunnarsson and Mark Eversley to really guide a rebuild? I know you said that. You know, we've said, admitted that maybe they do retools, try to stay competitive, but if they were to go full rebuild, are you confident that they could draft well enough to where we can find that star piece that we then eventually can build the team around? Nothing gives me confidence so far in their track record. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fact. what, what yeah. would? You know, Julian Phillips, Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, that, that doesn't give me uh, I.O., you know, being picked in the second round. That's their one hit. And... Yeah. uh you know, Marco Simonovic is already out of town. He never played, you know. Um, so th- there's a lot of question marks with this front office. Um, you know, they had the one good offseason bringing in DeMar. People think they overpaid. They they brought in Lonzo. People think, uh, you know, they, they might have overpaid, didn't maybe do their homework there with 
the, the health issues. Um, and Vooch obviously was a disaster of a trade. So they don't have a great track record, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, am I confident? I think that they are trying to build a winner. I'm not sure that they um, know exactly how to go about it. Yeah. Is, is this the point where you have to look at player development, you have to look at the head coach and say, are we doing enough there? Because if you're going to go into this full rebuild thing, right, you got to develop these players. Is Billy Donovan even going to be that guy? We know this secret rebuild or this secret contract is out there where apparently like we, we can't tell you how what the terms of the years are on <laughs> Billy Donovan, right? He's here for 10 years, $100 million every year. Nobody knows what the terms on Billy Donovan are, but like, is Billy Donovan going to be a part of this and his staff a part of this if a rebuild were to come? It's interesting. It's a really interesting question because the reason Billy Donovan is in Chicago, remember, he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild at Oklahoma City. Yeah. So if that's the case, will he stay in Chicago, sign on for that? Do the Bulls even want him? To, to lead that. Um, I think he'd probably be better uh, for a rebuilding roster than a ready-made roster. Mm -hmm. uh, what in Billy Donovan's track record gives you confidence that says he's the guy for a ready-made roster? In his history. He had KD his last year in Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, they lost in the West Conference Finals. Uh, you know, he had Chris Paul uh, for a year. They made the playoffs, but, you know, kind of a the little team that could and and yeah. and he hasn't done anything in Chicago. So um I don't know if Billy with DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. So I don't think that Billy Donovan is the guy who gets you over the hump. He came into the league as sort of you know that two-time championship college coach who had a lot of potential. I think that has long been uh been lost on Billy Donovan's resume or or at least how people see Billy Donovan. So uh, he might not be the worst guy if the Bulls want to blow it up because, you know, he can coach young guys. We've seen that with Kobe White. We've seen that with Ayo DeSumo. Um, Patrick Williams is not working. And yeah. Yeah. maybe giving him some some young Julian Phillips, Dalen Terry types would be the best thing, uh, best match for him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it ends up being. We got to talk about DeMar's future here. Coming up as well with Darnell. Uh, glad to have Darnell Mayberry from The Athletic on with us. But first, we do have to tell you guys about prize picks. Listen, guys, prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this basketball season. All you got to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With basketball season here, you can uh, pick a combo of projections across football, basketball specials out here with this combo this is this is so interesting to me you can get lebron james and travis kelsey at 10 and a half combo of three points made and receptions if you want to play alongside some of prize picks favorite players like rapper meek mill or comedian andrew schultz you can now find community plays under the promo tab of the app to view entries for something for some of the biggest names in the prize 
Picks community. Price Picks even offers reboot po- a reboot policy so that entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player that exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform that gives you an insurance policy here's all you got to do go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on nba and use the code locked on nba for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars that's prizepicks.com forward slash locked on nba and use the code locked on nba for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars daily fantasy sports made easy all right last topic of the day demar Derozan. throughout all of this you know, DeMar is kind of the the piece that we don't know what's going to happen. We've heard things since this has come out that maybe the Bulls interested in looking to still re-sign him. He wants to see what the team's going to, you know, look like after everything's all said and done. Darnell, when you when you think about the DeMar DeRozan part of it, does DeMar DeRozan still have a future in Chicago? Or do you think that it, it eventually the Bulls are going to also have to move on from him if they move on from Zach? I think he does have a future in Chicago. If you look at what he's done his first two seasons, uh, the the stability that he's provided this franchise, the way that he's performed uh, reliably night in and night out. I even love, not love, let me, sl- let me slow down. I like <laughs> the way he's trying to play defense. Um, I, I like trying. Trying is the key word in there. Yeah, you know I mean, I like that. He had four blocks in the game. Right, right. that was crazy. He's taking charges, or at least trying. Come on, man, the guy is giving effort. Uh, not all the time, not always. There it is. But, but he is, uh, he is giving more effort defensively. So I'm giving him credit for that publicly. Um, because of all of those things, I do feel like he is a great ambassador for this Bulls franchise. I feel like he can. Uh, be a, a leader, the type of leader that you want on the court and in the locker room. The obvious sticking point is the contract. I mean, and the years. I mean, he's what, 34 years old? So 30 years old, yep. 34. So, like, you don't want DeMar DeRozan into his late 30s. I mean, no no player is going to be as effective unless you're LeBron James uh, mm. at that age. So, that that's the sticking point. And is he going to want maximum money uh for you know declining ability the bulls have to figure out whether or not there there's value there and if they can come to an agreement you know we're hearing that they're really far apart yeah if they can find a way to bridge that gap i do believe demar DeRozan has a future in here with the bulls a lot of it is about you know the direction that this team is taking here what what is it that you're hearing as far as the direction that DeMar wants to go? Of course, winning is the the main part of the direction, but DeMar plays a big part in that very much like Zach does. But does what a possible Zach Levine trade could end up being dictate DeMar DeRozan staying around here, right? Because if it's just draft capital and money pieces to make it work, if you get a Philly deal, you're talking about a team, like you said, it can still be competitive. But if you go out and just like, we're just getting a bunch of contracts we can dump, that probably doesn't leave him feeling good. Right. Then, then then he probably wants to go and you move him and you try to try to see what you can get for him potentially. Um, but, you know, I think DeMar DeRozan is also in that Vucevic position of last summer where yeah. how many teams actually can afford DeMar DeRozan and Fair are point. willing to pay a little bit more to keep him? Um, they were willing to pay a little bit more to get him. 
So if they pay a little bit more to keep him and there's not a, a robust market for DeMar DeRozan where he fits on a winning team and can make the, the premium money that he wants to make, he might, you know, have no choice but to stick around in Chicago for another two seasons or so, uh, get the money that he wants, continue to to put up the uh, performances that he's capable of putting up, uh, and try to lead this Bulls franchise into the future. I, I do see a scenario where that's possible. I think DeMar's the fifth infinity stone with the Clippers, ain't he? It's like the all 35 <laughs> and up team. Like, that would be... <laughs> That would be the full-on Infinity Stone. They just run that out there, and nobody can breathe. <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Clippers the rest of the that's, that's a gross scenario. That's that's all that is. I, that, and that's the scenario I worry about the Bulls being in, too. Yeah. Like, like, they they make a trade, and because the Bulls... I, when's the last time the Bulls want to trade? Like, it's just... I, I worry about that, that whatever's going to happen. Like, we literally get further back than what we are. Dang, that's a good question. It's a great question. I really can't think of the last time the Chicago Bulls want to trade. I would, I, me, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the Eddie Curry trade, and the only reason I say that is God because we, we we got the pick that became Joe Kim Noah in that trade. I can't that's think true. of another time we want we want a trade. Dang. <laughs> Yo, I don't have one that even pops into my mind that I feel good about. I would That's love somebody tough. to correct me on that one. Like I, I can't think of a trade because think about it: the Bobby Portis trade. We, I, I, I won't say that we won that one. The Jimmy trade, we didn't win that lost. trade, right? Uh, the Vooch trade, we didn't win that yeah, trade. So like, dang, man, way to bring us down to finish out the episode. <laughs> there. Hey, that's uh, did a great job there, man. Hey, Darnell, listen, uh, we appreciate you pulling up on us. Let the people know where they can find you and everything that you got going on. You see the Money Money Talks uh, logo on the uh, on the, the flat brim there. What's going on with uh, with the podcast you got going there? Yeah, man, you can find all my Bulls coverage at theathletic.com. I'm on all social media platforms at Darnell Mayberry, and this is my personal finance blog with me and my nine-year-old daughter, Parker. Money Talks 101.substack.com. I write two columns a week over there uh, and an occasional podcast with, with, with her uh, talking about personal finance and money management. Hey, love to hear. Love to hear. It. Uh, follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls. Make sure y'all go follow Darnell as well. Most of y'all probably already following Darnell. We already know how this goes. Darnell's the go-to <laughs> Bulls coverage out here. And uh, you can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Absolutely. Follow me at CEO Hayes. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube for Pat and Darnell. I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace.